All right, it's July 6th, and this is Headliners, a weekly entertainment news podcast from Six Pack Cinema. Today we're talking about a Sony YouTube snafu, Sopranos prequel, and Scarlett Johansson's rub and tug controversy. It's only Jimmy and I today, so let's get into it. Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. I've seen three movies in my life. Bridge on the River Kwai, Patton, and Herbie Fully Loaded. You serious, Clark? I always tell it to Is that your thing? You come into a bar, you read some obscure passage, and then pretend you, you pawn it off as your own? Oh, I'm sorry. Did I break your concentration? Did that go the way you thought it was going to go? That's not how it goes. No, not even close. <laughs> so, uh, box office this weekend: Jurassic World, Fallen Kingdom, number one again was sixty point nine million. Uh, Incredibles two, just behind that, forty six point four million. And then the two new ones: Sicario and Uncle Drew came in at three and four, and Ocean's Eight hung on. Uncle Drew took in fifteen point two million dollars, which is fourteen point two million dollars too much. I know I talk on a movie podcast, but Uncle Drew, is that a movie based off of the Kyrie Irving, Uncle Drew, old man playing basketball skit? Yes. Did Kyrie Irving star in it? Yes. Kyrie Irving was the main lead actor in a feature role dressed up as an old man? I don't know basketball too well. I don't know if it was Kyrie Irving. It was a bas- It was an NBA player. There was a few of them, and of course, Shaquille O'Neal thrown in there for good measure. So does this have a plot, or did they just go around tricking people? Yeah, it's a plot. It's a full blown movie. It's got Nick Kroll in it. Ugh. Yeah, no, it's 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 an ungodly piece of shit. If you watch the trailer for it, no. you won't make it. You won't make it. Yeah, Kyrie Irving. So Kyrie Irving is a main star. Reggie Miller, Chris Webber, Nate Robinson, Lisa Leslie. What the hell? Made fifteen million dollars? Yeah. It Man. looked it looked so bad. Like it came on every uh every time I went to the movies, it was one of the trailers and it may be uncomfortable with how poorly it was. I mean, that's a commercial they made into a movie. Yep. Remember yeah. when they made a? Remember when they made a TV show out of the Geico Cavemen? I vaguely, I, f- I forgot about that. Was it an actual TV show or? Yeah, they made a TV show. It got like three episodes, and then they canned it. They didn't use the actual cavemen from the commercials. They recasted it. Well, and that's then, just dumb. And then Geico made a commercial with those cavemen, like mocking that. That's awesome. Good for Geico. But, yeah, people people are really dumb. Like, oh, they liked this commercial. Let's make this. But in this case, they made $15 million from Uncle Drew. So that's... I mean, I, I guess there's somewhat of a draw because it's got current NBA or current and former NBA players in it. Just like straight curiosity. Like, I kind of want to see it out of straight curiosity. Yeah. And we – I'll admit, hand up, um, what was her face? Uh, Brie Larson will, will kill us for this too. This movie wasn't for us. Put it wasn't. that way. It wasn't for us. No, it's not our type of movie, so we shouldn't bash it and call it a piece of shit because we haven't seen it, first of all, and it's just not for us. So I'm sure some people out there love it, and it's amazing to them. Not here. Not me. Not nope. me. Not <laughs> no way. No way. <laughs> all right. Things worth mentioning but not worth discussing. First off, the guy who played Jar Jar Binks in Star Wars prequels came out of the woodwork this week. And he posted an Instagram post that said he almost committed suicide because of the fans' unanimous hatred for his char- hatred for his character. So, it, so um, I've never seen Star Wars. I've, I heard the term Jar Jar Binks. He's a he. People really dislike his character. He's like a dentist. <laughs> yeah, yes, he's like a dentist. Uh, he. It was the thing that I don't get. 
is I don't know. I know everyone knows Jar Jar Binks. Everyone knows his dumbass fucking voice. Uh, he was he was like an infant child. Of it, it was terrible. It was it was clearly a grab at the younger audiences, um, and it sucked. It damn near ruined. It basically ruined the whole first movie. But if you told me Jar Jar Binks was in anything else or who he was, I would have no idea. I had no idea he, he was a real person. I, I mean, he's an entirely CGI character. He's voiced over, but it's it's it feels like it was it was jammed through a computer eighteen times to come out with a high pitched voice. This guy, I don't even I, I didn't write down his name because I'm stupid, but I think it was like Andrew Best. I've never heard of him, and I wouldn't know if looking at his face, I would never know he was this guy. So he said this it almost it ruined his career. He said that everyone put like sent him death threats as if he had any choice in what Jar Jar Binks looked like or said or sounded like. So. Uh, so this guy basically said, that character, Jar Jar Binks, who you don't know that I play, I play him. Hand up. I'm waving my hands. It's me. It's me. It's me. It's me. It's me. Look at me. I, I'm the guy that you hate. I'm the guy that you hate. You hate me so much. It makes me so sad. I wanted to kill myself. That's me. That's me. That's me. I'm the guy. I have a one-man show coming up next week about this. You want to come? So Unrelated. <laughs> yeah. That it was is... In- it was in the same Instagram post too. It wasn't even like it was clever. So it's oh, so it was definitely, yeah, a, a plug. Like his plug is, I was suicidal once. Come, yes. li- come listen. He he's like jumping on the train of everyone committing suicide. He's like, hey, look at me, and also come see me next year when I'm doing my one man show about the Phantom Menace. They should just it, a bunch of psychiatrists should just show up with business <laughs> cards, throw throw the, throw those on the stage instead of the roses at the end of a, like a Broadway play. Mm-hmm. Just throw, yeah. <laughs> throw, just a bunch of therapists throwing their business card on stage. Oh my god! Can... <laughs> Only thing I thought of was was uh, every time Kanye West goes, has a Twitter meltdown, you can count on the fact that he's going to have a new album coming out. This is exactly the same thing. Yeah. All right. Well, moving on. A Sopranos movie is officially being made, and just signed director Alan Taylor, who directed many Sopranos episodes, to film it. It's going to be a prequel called the many saints of newark set in 1967 new jersey here's my deal if you want to make a mobster movie set in newark 1967 do it make Mm -hmm. it great people love mobster movies people love mobster movies from the 60s that's fine on its own you don't have to loosely tie this or tie it to the sopranos just to make people more interested because that makes me think now you've got a bad plot that you're just connecting to the Sopranos for good plot. I mean, yeah, I I thought that too at first. I thought it was just a grab at the at the people's you know ears because they hear Sopranos, they perk, perk right up. But then I thought about it more. I mean, it was very it was it was constant throughout the whole story. It was uh, Tony's father and his uncle, uh, uncle, what the fuck was it? Uncle Guido, not Uncle Guido. Um, uh, whatever. But it it was they always talked about the past. They always talked about what are the old days. So. I mean, it could work, and also you. Everyone's dying for a Sopranos movie, and the main character died. How you fix that? Prequel, so you have to cast a younger Tony Soprano. It's a smart move. I don't. I. I feel. I'm. I'm actually. I'm pretty hopeful for this. At first, I was like all outraged, like you can't have a Sopranos without Tony Soprano. But more I think about it, I mean, all mob movies are are loosely tied together, anyways, because just the fact that they're mob movies. But I. They're, but I. I'd be interested in this if I saw the trailer. I'm telling you, the fact that they're saying this is a Sopranos prequel is the biggest setback for me as how much I want to see it. Because it just seems like uh, you, if you had a good movie, you wouldn't need that. 
you would just make a mobster movie set in 1967. You wouldn't need to connect it. Like, it's probably going to be... The, the connection is probably going to be one of the characters is Junior. Yeah. That's and probably... The main character probably is Junior. As, like, a 40-year-old. And it's like, just make it a, a, his own mobster. That There's only going to be one connection, so you're... Ju- any, and any other connection is going to be cheesy, like, so the viewer can be like, oh, yeah, that's probably why he named him AJ. And it's like, it's just, come on, just make a good mobster movie. You don't need to do this. It's, yeah. a, it's a crutch. I feel like I feel like they can make, they probably will make a good mobster movie, but the fact that they're loosely tying it or whatever to Sopranos is going to help them substantially for the, the casual viewer and the, and the Soprano diehards. But I don't think it's going to really add anything to it. I, I, you think it's going to hurt it because you know that it's a gimmick, which you're absolutely right. But for the most part, people aren't going to really care. I think. There are, some, there are some things that are kind of bulletproof, and Sopranos prequel feels like it, kind of, it can be. If they did a sequel of you know AJ running the family, that's a, a world-class nightmare in the making. Yeah. But, but What is prequel, that kid up to? What is AJ up to? The actor? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I kind of... The only only, only one I, I cared about was uh, Meadow. I don't know what she does either. Well, she was on... Oh, she was... Wait, which one's Meadow? The daughter? The daughter, yeah. She was on Entourage as herself. Really? Yeah, she was like one of my first like crushes because I was 12 at the time. Robert Eiler... Let's see. Um, looks like last time he acted was in a random episode in 2009 of Law and & Order. And he's in a movie called Four Kings in post-production. So not doing well. Yeah. So seems like he's not really acting anymore. Because oh, well. he was pretty bad at it. So that's... I hate him so much. Yeah. Impossible to like him. Remember when he had long hair? What a loser. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. All right. Uh, moving on to Sony news. Sony tried to upload a trailer for the movie Kali the Killer, which I have never heard of, and I'm sure you have neither. Uh, they uploaded to YouTube, but they fucked up, and they accidentally uploaded the entire one hour and 29 minute movie. And was if that's not bad enough, they left it there for six hours after getting 11,000 views. To me, this almost feels like a, this movie sucks. We know it sucks. Let's try to do like a little like a guerrilla marketing campaign to get people to go there and watch it. I didn't think of that, but you're exactly right. Because I'm looking at stills from it. It's got a 3.6 out of 10 on IMDb. DB. Sony was in a battle with someone like about the director or creator or producers wanted this to be a theatrical release. You have to push for this to be a theatrical release. Sony was like, this is dog shit. Like, no one's going to want to watch this. We're not doing, we're not putting any money towards a theatrical release. So Sony says, okay, well, let's accidentally put it out for the world to see beforehand and then be like, ah, shit. Well, we're not going to put millions towards this going to theaters now because it's already been ripped and torrented and passed around a million times. And no one liked it. Nobody. So no way. Sorry about that, producer of Kali the Killer, which is a movie about a hitman who decides to retire but he takes one last job. Oh, original as hell. But, he, <laughs> but his careful plans begin to fall apart when he develops empathy for, oh, he falls in love with one of his targets. The most original movie ever made. Yeah, Sony sabotaged this on purpose, no Absolutely. doubt in my mind. No doubt in my mind. Has to. And people will, like, they'll, they'll, they'll go out and see it. I'll say, 
of the population, 0.01% was going to see this originally. But now, 0.05, we'll see it. Yeah, and more people are going to tune in or, or just try to find. Like, I wanted to go on Pirate Bay and see if there's versions of it floating around just to see. Yeah. If, and if it is, people are like, well, people torrented it a lot, so they saw it. Yeah, that's, I mean, good move. That's how you sabotage a movie that you don't want to pay for the releases for. Good job, Sony. Can't hate it. Can't hate it. It looks it looks really bad in the still images. <laughs> I, I, I took a couple looks, and it just, I, I've got no interest. Like, I, I don't have a ton of time to watch that shit. Like, I wish I could show you the picture that I'm looking at. It's, no, I can't even explain it. It's uh, a guy, he's got a knife. He's holding a knife to his throat, right? So there's a guy in a black wife beater, tattoos all over his face and, and body. And then there's another guy with long hair that looks sad wearing a leather jacket. So the tattoo guy in his left hand, he's holding a knife to sad leather, long hair's throat. And in the other hand, he's holding a gun to his temple, mean mugging him. Okay. That's a lot going on. Cheesy as hell. Yep. That's that's uh, film school shit. Yeah. All right. Well. Yeah. yeah. Bad. Bad movie. Bad. It's bad. All right. On to the the main main headline. So Scarlett Johansson's newest role will be Rub and Tug, and she is the movie's Rub and Tug. She's portraying the real life 1970s crime boss and transgender Dante Tex Gill. People are pissed off about this because she is a her her. The main character is the transgender. He is a, a, a female who identifies as a male. And they're upset because this should be played by a transgender actor. And as we know, women have too many leading roles these days in Hollywood. <laughs> well, I don't understand. Man, I, I read some articles, so I'm enlightened. Okay. My, my first thought was they're acting. The whole point of being an actor is you play someone that's not you because you're acting like someone else. So why does a, a, a woman need to play a woman or a man need to play a man or a transgender person need to play a transgender person? Like in um, Louis C.K., who, yeah, he has his own faults, but he hired yeah. his wife was a black woman and their kids were white, and he said he just hired whoever like he liked best for the role. It didn't matter. Just whatever. Mm-hmm. I guess the transgender, they have a big voice now, which is great, but it's acting. You're, you're not playing yourself. You're playing, you're acting. Yeah. And let me just step in and say, this movie, Rub and Tug, you see it on the posters, Rub and Tug. Uh, you see the main character, Dante Texgill. It's some um, unknown newcoming transgender actress actor whatever you want to call it does that look like a porn to you <laughs> it does but if you put scarlett johansson on that co- on the poster legitimacy now yeah. i'm not saying that transgender actors or actresses can't be legitimate of course not they can but it's, there's there's none nothing with notoriety that can even match scarlett johansson's name so here's something interesting jo- uh scarlett's reps in response to the backlash, quote, this is what they said, quote, tell them they can be directed to Jeffrey Tambor, Jared Leto, and Felicity Huffman's reps for comment, which are all non-transgender people that played transgender. But check this out, Sheehan, not good. 
all of those people have said they should have, they should not have gotten the roles and that the backlash is warranted. And when Jeffrey Tambor accepted his Emmy for Best Lead Actor in a Comedy, he said in his acceptance speech, I would not be unhappy were I the last male to play a female transgender on television. Cisgender, I guess, is singular gender. Yeah. So they used, like, oh, go talk to these people. And all of those people have already said, no, I shouldn't have done this. But uh, I don't know, man. The character is really It's easy to say that. It's easy to say that. When you've well, already played the role. And you're accepting awards. Yeah. They all got awards. I don't know who Felicity Huffman is, do you? But I don't, actually. But they, they've they played the roles, they got awards for it, they've they've done really well. What's the and that's all it's not that's not like five, ten years ago. That's like recent. So yeah. what's the difference? What I, what I'm upset about is that Scarlett Johansson's gotta take a role where she looks really ugly. That's a bummer for me because I like looking <laughs> at her because she's pretty. She's very attractive. Maybe she'll be a very attractive man. What do you don't close that out? I mean the the Dante Tex Gill short, short and dumpy. She wore men's suits and short hair. She talked tough, and she may even have undergone the initial stages of a sex change that made her appear masculine. Short and dumpy is the main phrases. So they casted Scarlett Johansson. Oh shit! As, you know, short, this... as short and dumpy. So Scarlett Johansson is gonna. It's gonna look terrible. It's gonna look like some little rascals dress up play shit. Scarlett Johansson playing this character. Okay, well I just I just googled this guy and now I'm upset because Scarlett Johansson, you're right, she should not be cast in this role. This is this is tailor made for Max Mom. Who's Max Mom? Ma- Mac from It's Always Sunny that Oh mom. yes, yes, that's exactly what this character looks like. That's I mean that's a huge miss. Yeah, I am interested in this story though. A transgender woman in the 60s, 70s Ran, or ran a rub and tug for the mob. That's a hell of a story. I'm glad it is. it's being it's, made into a movie. Yeah, it's gonna be really interesting. I, I can't. I literally very excited to see this. They, there's no. There's no chance that everyone knew she was a he or he was a she. I don't know. No idea. We'll see. In the seventies, I mean, that they were they were just dealing with black people. There's no chance that they were like, yeah, okay, we'll accept this this woman who thinks she's a man or identifies as a man. I'm. It's very hard to toe the line of what, how to say these things appropriately, but let it be known that six-pack cinema is totally okay with transgender. Yeah, I love if, the show Transparent. I love it. Yeah, if if we misspoke or we or we say something incorrectly and call transgenders it's by accident, it's it's, it's haphazard. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, good for, good for Scarlett Johansson. This this movie got a lot of headlines, so they got to be happy. Yep. But I mean, what's the difference between uh, a girl playing a transgender? And some another actor playing a, a a gay actor. Yeah, I don't know. That's what I'm saying. Like acting is acting. You're not supposed to be the person you're playing because you're acting. I mean, the their argument is that they're taking roles away from transgender actors. Which, sure, I can see that. But I mean, that's when you when you go into acting, you you pretend to be someone else at all times. So, it's it's a very weird ticky tacky argument. Um, we we all know that you can't do blackface anymore. Because that's bad. Unless you're in Always Sunny. Um, no, unless you're Robert Downey Jr., who's playing a white actor, who's playing a black actor in a, in a uh, Tropic Thunder. 
Yeah. You just got to satire, man. Satire. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that that's that's all I have to say about that. That's I'm I'm okay with her doing this. I prefer Max Mom, but what have you, whatever. Max Mom from Always Sunny fits this character much better. Correct. It is her. Yeah, you're right. It's her. All right. Moving on to trailers. Whoops, I don't know how to find trailers that came out in the past five days. That's on me. <laughs> I see you've right. got one here for Glass, which is M. Night Shyamalan's third in the in the whatever the first one is with Samuel Jackson, and then Split, which I didn't see either of those two. They don't seem like my, my movie. Uh, no, un- okay, the reason why I put this is because I, I just figured this out like two days ago, or today actually, that, that, that they're connected. Had I known that Split was loosely or was a, a sequel kind of to Unbreakable. Same world. Same world. That's, that's incredible to me because they're not even closely resembling the same story at all. Uh, you, you actually would probably like it, if I'm being honest. It's not a superhero thing. But Unbreakable. But I heard, oh, Unbreakable. Okay, I'll try Unbreakable. Split, I, I don't, I'm not going to like. Okay. Because Fine. because Split is a psychological thriller, and at the end, he's not even human. He's just a giant monster. Spoilers alerts. That sucks to me. I didn't see it yet. I didn't see it yet. But okay, cool. Like that's a cop out. Like oh well, my brain was under the understanding that this was he was a normal human. Okay. With psychological problems. Which is a better out, movie? It turns out he's not a human. So now I don't care about any of this because everything that I was trying to figure out how this was working was in the construct of him being human, so you can't just completely change the entire world on me at the last second. Very, that. very good point. All right, well, the you you would actually like Unbreakable because it was actually made as like a standalone movie without it. Obviously, 15 years later, a, a sequel came out, but it was Bruce Willis is a guy who's, who's never taken a sick day, never gotten sick of a day in his life, never gotten hurt, never broken a bone, nothing. Does not know, he never noticed it. Sam Jackson is a guy who was literally made of brittle glass. He was all his bones were broken when he was born. When he was born, so he spent his life trying to find someone the opposite of him so that they can share DNA and maybe fix him. Wow, it's actually a really good story. It's awesome. All right, I'll try that one. Maybe you, I, you would like it. It right, just ignore the it. fact that it's tied into a monster later on. All right, I'll find the time. Okay, uh, movies coming out this week. Actually, already came out. The first purge came out Wednesday for Fourth of July. Is this like the actually the fourth purge, but they called it the first purge? I think it's the third in the series. There's gonna there's gonna be the some prequel. there's gonna be some fifteen year old nonconformists in two thousand and forty who find out about the purge movies that happened in the two thousand tens, and they're gonna be very confused about the order in which to watch them. Well, yeah. Well, the first purge is the prequel. You gotta watch this. It's anarchy and there's no rules and everyone's just doing stuff it's so cool melissa you have to see this <laughs> have you seen any of them no Neither oh, the, I. They look, they the look first purge i thought was cool i was like oh that's a good idea for a movie and then i did never watch it yeah no i've got no interest in that yeah. I, I, i've seen panic room that's pretty much the same thing there you go all right uh coming out today is ant-man and the wasp which is marvel 101 you're gonna see it you're gonna see it you're not, Jimmy. I know you're not, but that's fine. I believe we're going to watch it this weekend, uh, reviewing in the, uh, next week. And uh, Sorry to Bother You, which to me looks extremely disappointing. It's got the guy from uh, Atlanta and Donald Glover. Not Donald Glover, uh, Danny Glover. 
it's it's the black telemarketer who decides who figures out that if he speaks like a white guy, he actually gets successful. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That's the commercials look a little like hectic. Yeah, it looks almost like cheesy. So I'm I'm kind of out on that. It does look cheesy. That's a good way to put it. So, all right, that's uh that's headliners for today, the sixth of July. Hope you guys had a good Independence Day week. You're probably not listening to this on time because you're hopefully you're taking a good vacation. Yeah. Enjoy your vacation. Enjoy your vacation. Uh, follow us on Six Pack Cinema uh, on Instagram. We're going to be giving away fancy top of the line stickers next week for new subscriptions. So tell your friends. Yeah. And just keep liking and subscribing and liking and subscribing and all that good stuff. There you go. Over, all right, over guys. and over again. All the time. Crimson and, and talk Clover, about us. Crimson and Clover over and over. On that, have a good one. See ya.